Welcome to the Psychedelic Passage Podcast. My name is Jimmy Wynn. Alongside Nick Levitch, we are your hosts here today. Big hello to everybody as we wrap up the year. And what a year it's been. You know, we started this podcast back in, I think, the summer of 2022. And 70-some-odd episodes later, 52 incredible episodes that we've recorded this year. We really, really can't thank you enough for being a part of this journey with us. When we set out to start this podcast, we wanted to, you know, have an opportunity to create dialogue, to have conversations about psychedelics that are honest, that are truthful, that are relevant. And so we hope that all of our listeners, all of the downloads, subscription, support, it means so, so much to us. And we really hope that everybody has taken away something meaningful, whether it's been a curiosity, a question, a piece of information, meaningful conversation. That's really our goal here to increase a really important factor of psychedelic use, which is community, which is um, dialogue and conversation. And we really, really thank you all for being here with us over the past year and a half. Also, as a point of celebrating milestones at the end of the year, just want to give a big shout out to our team at Psychedelic Passage, specifically our concierge team who has conducted over 5,200 consultation calls, and also our referral facilitator network who has completed over 1,200 microdose and macrodose programs in service to the psychedelic curious and Though I acknowledge that it's not all rainbows and butterflies in that work, we know that we work with folks across a wide range of stages and progressions in their own healing process, in their own exploration of psychedelics, but it really just warms my heart to think about those 1,200 folks that we've served and that potential ripple effect that it has on their own livelihood, their own well-being. Maybe perhaps they can show up better in their own lives, with their family, with their work, with their careers, with their passions. And so thank you for your trust with us here in Psychedelic Passage. We take that in such a serious manner. We take that in such a high regard. And I hope that you feel that through our podcast and our website and all the different ways that we serve our community. So to all the fantastic individuals in our network, to all the folks who have trusted us to be in service to you, thank you. Your commitment to service and integrity fuels our mission on both sides, both the journeyer side, the facilitator side, our support network side. And we couldn't do this without each and every one of you. So we thought it'd be fun this episode to uh, rewind and relive some of our favorite moments from our top three most played episodes of the year. And so What we'll be doing is we'll be playing some clips and segments from our most meaningful or most popular conversations. So first up, our most played episode of this year is how to microdose psilocybin mushrooms step by step. And, you know, I think it's pretty interesting with microdosing that though it does have this kind of effect of, you know, you're taking small amounts of uh, a psychedelic substance so so small that it's called subperceptual, and a lot of folks, you know, leave it akin to you know almost like taking a supplement or uh, you know a vitamin every day. And 
what we found over, you know, serving so many microdose programs through the years is that it is dynamic and different for each individual. You know, most folks, because of the paradigm and how we deal with medicine and medication in our society kind of expect, okay, well, I'm going to take this pill, it's going to have this effect. And then I'm going to go about my day and relieve my symptoms. And what we find with microdosing, especially with this concept that we call psychedelics being a nonspecific amplifier, boy, I find microdose processes being very, very different for individuals from, you know, having the ability to bring up trauma and, you know, regress things from our unconsciousness to folks who experience like stress resilience to more focus energy and concentration to folks who have engaged in more like somatic releases and processes with microdosing. So because microdosing is so powerful, we were receiving so much input from folks on trying to find actual tangible guidance. And so in addition to this podcast episode, we now have our new and updated microdose guide that can be found in our e-commerce store. But uh, this this podcast episode was, I think, a good step in trying to provide that tangible information to folks. So let's listen in to a segment or a couple of clips from that episode, How to Microdose Psilocybin Mushrooms Step-by-Step. My ideal dose for quote-unquote productivity might be 100 milligrams, but my ideal dose to get access to something that I've been working through that I feel like I've had a hard time accessing might be 200 milligrams. Right. And that might be different than you microdosing and communing with nature. That might be different than you microdosing and having a lot of family and work responsibilities for the day. And so... When we talk about how to find your sweet spot dosage, it's it's contextual. I I also hear other things based on the Stamets protocol. Some folks do like the work days, Monday through Friday, then they take Saturday, Sunday off. Some folks do every other day. I've also heard folks who will microdose for a month straight and then take a week off. That's, I think, a little bit further out there as far as Maybe that works for a specific set of people. My rule of thumb is for any seven-day period, there should be two days off. Two days off, yeah. I like that freedom because this is an intuitive process. This is also important depending on your goals. Like if you were, let's say, Monday through Friday, but you're wanting to increase creativity and your creative days are on Saturday and Sunday, then that's just not going to work. And so just be a little cognizant of what your goals are, what's going on in your life. But I hope that this discussion has given enough, you know, context. And if we missed something, send us an email at support at psychedelicpassage.com and we will address it. I think that was our most streamed episode of the year because there are simply so many variables and decision points when embarking on an at-home microdosing journey. It just requires a certain amount of trial and error and um, really experimentation and listening to your body. And these clips touched on some really important themes that include um, the importance of dialing in the dosage sweet spot based on your intention balancing strict protocols versus intuitive microdosing, i.e. listening to your body, and how to align your protocol with your lifestyle and goals. And so that is episode number 41 for anyone that wants to go back and listen to the full episode. 
Next up, we have episode 59 with one of our past clients, Michael Wally, about inner transformation, psychedelics, identity, and equanimity. Because we we do experience, you know, feelings of happiness and feelings of joy occasionally. And it seems to be uh, through external validation, through things that happen externally. But I think that's where we we really misunderstand, right? Because I mean, when I got the raise, when I bought a house, I, I felt really good about myself for a while, right? And and so that was, in a sense, it was sort of a red herring, right? Like, okay, this, this didn't make me feel good. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And, you know, eventually, you know, a, a fool who persists in their folly, hopefully eventually becomes wise and you realize, okay, it, it wasn't getting those things that made me happy. And, you know, I'm always going to be stuck in this perpetual grass is greener on the other side. Even, even after the journey had ended, you know, for, for days after, I'd find myself being so much more capable of socializing. I'd find myself even describing myself as extroverted, right? And thinking that previously, I, I thought I was stuck that way. I thought that that's just who I was and how I was. And then to go out into life and and have the energy, have the curiosity, even have like the the mental capacity to engage with people on a much deeper social level, it was just you know, such a drastic shift. It, it showed me that, okay, something else is going on here. I can change in ways that I don't yet understand. I don't know how to do that, but I've been shown this other side of myself. I've been shown this like very loving, deeply compassionate other side of myself that I, I, I know that I'm, that's sort of my actual self, right? But I don't know how to be that way. I mean, it gets back to this idea of what you resist persists, right? And and what you cling to and, and what you don't want to experience, you know, almost uh, for better or for worse, it, it sticks around, right? And and that's one of the, the sources of, of perpetual, you know, just endless rumination. Yeah. I am constantly in relationship with, with the external. Right. So on a very practical level, and, and Michael Singer, who I mentioned, uses this example a lot of relating to traffic or relating to the weather, right? When you're getting upset by these things that you really can't change, that's an opportunity to be like, okay, I, I've sat in meditation before and I've, I've been able to sort of detach from these things and, and develop a little bit of equanimity towards them. Now that I'm out in the world and I'm getting upset by these things that I can't change, now is where the rubber hits the road. Now is when I actually have to do the integration. A huge, huge thank you to Michael for your courage and coming on to our podcast to talk about a really, really important topic. We're just so appreciative of your vulnerability and your honesty and all the different elements that you brought to the conversation. So thank you and a big, deep bow to you. And last but definitely not least, we delve into a really critical topic surrounding uh, therapeutic psilocybin dosages. And, you know, this is a conversation that has a lot of nuances and layers. I mean, if folks have been listening to, you know, my shares throughout the podcast, it really ranges as far as dosage. You know, I've had experiences that were fully deep and meaningful at, you know, 1.5 grams of dried psilocybin mushrooms all the way up to five, six, seven plus grams. And so 
I think that it's one thing to talk about the physiology and set and setting and all of those different factors, but we also in this conversation really do try to emphasize that you as a journeyer have full, full, full autonomy in what's right for you. Uh, now for me as a part of my own process i'm like checking in with the mushroom you know not only w- around dosages but very recently i had an opportunity to sit in in a group experience with individuals and you know checking in with myself and checking in with the mushroom it was a huge no i was being told not to participate not to join and so i think that that autonomy that big sovereignty that you have as a journey is so 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 important to highlight And then also just talking about, you know, um, how these dosages affect your overall process with psychedelics. And we talk a little bit about, you know, the hero's journey and some other factors or some other frameworks that may be helpful and relevant to the conversation here. So let's dive in to the segment on how to determine therapeutic psilocybin dosages. Somebody who has the ability to fully surrender may have a full-blown journey with ego death and, and all of that on two grams. And another person that's never journeyed before is, is very rigid in their thinking, attempts to maintain a high sense of control. They may eat 10 grams and never break through to that journey threshold. Mm-hmm. And so you can see here that that's, that's a large spread in dosage and the journeyer is the variable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm hearing you say is that the the psychological factors, the mental state, the emotional state, all of those things that would be described as the set in common terms likely outweighs physical factors. We're going to kind of speak to some averages here. Yeah, and worth noting that because of the 60 plus years of prohibition in the United States, we're really behind on our research. And so there's a lot of uh, potential that there are things beyond just psilocybin and psilocin that plays into your uh, experience. You know, we're talking about alkaloid profiles. We're talking about um, different uh, ways that your body metabolizes these different, you know, compounds and things. So we're kind of working with our hands tied behind our backs and and hopefully the science will then be able to support and identify markers the same way with cannabis where people thought it was just about thc and then they learn that there's terpene profiles that modulate you know the high and the therapeutic effect and like things like thcv helping you know folks with ptsd stuff like that and so that's where you start to get into this concept of, of hero's journey because we start to mimic this death and rebirth process. You basically mm-hmm. go through what a lot of people experience very clearly as some form of death and rebirth. Yeah. And it's not particularly comfortable, but it is incredibly empowering. And it cha- it, that's where this like whole notion of getting unstuck and the, the shifts and the profoundness come from. The first thing that I always tell a journeyer is that you have full autonomy over what you put inside of your body. It is not the facilitator's job to tell you or to force anything upon you. It's our job to give you this explanation and these benchmarks and these parameters, but you as a journeyer always have full autonomy over what you put inside of your body. I never tell a client, hey, you should do 3.75 grams. 
Right. I, I provide my clients a range and it's, it, and it's after we go through vetting, screening, preparation, they're, they've clarified their intentions. We talked about framework skills, tools to navigate the experience. We've uncovered as much, you know, potential salient content. And then given that I'll, I'll, you know, tell them, Hey, this is, this might be the range of what you think that you might want to work on. And it's somewhere between three and four and a half grams or, you know, something like that. And then I always invite my clients to really sit with that and really think about that. Those were some really great insights on dosage. And if you're wanting to delve into this topic further, we encourage you to listen to the full episode, which is number nine. And once again, we'd like to extend so much gratitude to you. Your support has made this podcasting journey unforgettable and truly a success up to this point. Uh, We will be taking a break over the next two weeks, and we will be back on January 16th with our next episode. If there are any pressing topics that you'd like us to dive into, please share your thoughts on our feedback form linked in the show notes below. We wish you and your families a spectacular start to the new year filled with joy and good vibes. And we can't wait to bring you more incredible content in 2024. We'll see you all soon. I am excited to share a new offering that can be found on our website, psychedelicpassage.com, which is our digital store. We here at Psychedelic Passage are constantly thinking about ways to enrich the intentional psychedelic process for our community. And now with this digital store, you'll be able to find preparation guides, integration guides, and recorded workshops that are typically only available to our clients. We hope that this is an exciting offering and we look forward to adding more content over time. So check out the link in the episode description below or visit our website, psychedelicpassage.com. And we are very excited to expand our service offerings to the greater community.